Now it's time for Freaky Friday. We do it just before the 2pm news each Friday. And each week we ask you to send in stories that are chillingly creepy or spookily serendipitous or just out of the box weird. If you have a tale you'd like to share, text me the short version on 2101 or email us jesse at rnz.co.nz. Today we have Peter sharing an uncanny coincidence after completing the Tongariro crossing, Rowan with an unbelievable story from Japan, and I'll be joined by Leo to talk about a mystical experience he had. Uh, my name is Peter Calder. I'm a retired journalist of Auckland. Uh, my Freaky Friday experience happened many years ago, in the 1970s, when I was doing the Tongariro Crossing back in the days when it wasn't like um, Queen Street on a Friday night. Um, I was walking up from the Kitatahi Falls car park down to the road where um, we were going to hitchhike back to where we'd parked our car. And as we, got, as we approached the, the roadhead, I said to the person I was tramping with, God, I'd really love a beer right now. And as I emerged from the metal road out onto the highway, there directly opposite the metal road, uh, directly where we were going to start hitching, framed in the beautiful view of Lake Rotoaira was a full quart bottle of beer. Um, it was not my favourite brand, uh, and it was in the sun rather than chilled, although it was still pretty chilly because it was late winter. But um, I've always felt a bit sorry for whoever that was left there for. So if they're listening, I apologise for drinking your beer, but it made for a really cool Friday for me. So I'm Rowan from Auckland, and this is my Freaky Friday story. I used to teach English as a second language, and one day my class was discussing coincidences, and a Japanese student told the class that in her teens, she'd been hit by a, a car in her home city in Japan. She, she wasn't badly hurt, and the driver of the car came to her home later in the day to apologise to the family. And while he was there, another driver arrived. And that driver had hit my student's brother, who was also not badly hurt, with his car in a different part of the city on the same day. And he had also come to apologise to the family. And so we all thought that this was a pretty amazing coincidence. And then she told us that the two drivers were cousins. And it wasn't a small city. We asked her about the population. It wasn't Tokyo, but it was it was big enough that that was an amazing coincidence. I think it was sort of hundreds of thousands, you know, if, if not millions. So pretty unbelievable. Thanks so much to Peter and Rowan for sharing your stories this Freaky Friday. And I'm joined now by Leo. Hi there, Leo. Hi, Jesse. Good afternoon. Nice to talk to you. Your story happened back in the 1970s, but it sounds like you still remember it pretty well. 
Oh, that, I think it is one of the most amazing things that ever happened to me, and it fits in the Creepy Friday story uh, genre. Where were you so, working yeah. at the time? I worked in, a, I'm a retired now, I'm a mental health nurse, and I worked in a big mental health institution in the Netherlands at that time, similar to Sherry Farm and uh, Carrington. And I worked in a ward with, with elderly and there was uh, an 80-year-old gentleman was one of the patients there, diagnosed with schizophrenia, and also now, because of the age, suffering of dementia, so forgetfulness. Mm. Uh, overall, he could be pleasant, but everyone was very wary because it was a big fellow. Uh, he just would walk around uh, aimlessly, and then when he had any needs, he would just call nurse, nurse, and then... <laughs> Getting, getting the attention from any of the staff available. He didn't use never, their names. Never used Just their names. Just nurse. And we all, yeah. And we assumed yeah, he has seen so many nurses in his life, so he can't remember those names. Yeah. So you just respond to his nurse, nurse. And then one day I had a night shift, literally middle of the night. I was attracted by a calling noise from his room. I went in and there he is sitting straight up in his bed, looking bewildered. He sees me and he says, oh, Leo, it's you. Man, I'm scared. And I look, realizing like uh, he mentioned my name, but yeah. first you attend to him. So I reassure him it might have been a dream, maybe a nightmare and uh, just uh, try to relax again, breathe slowly. And said, no, no, really, I thought I was dying, man. And uh, I'm sitting there reassuring him, turning off the big light that I turned on when I walked in, leave the door open and sit with him, holding his hand a while, hoping he would fall asleep again, because he was really upset. He did fall asleep and went back to my duties for the night, and still wondering and pondering about the fact that he had mentioned my name, more like, did I hear that right or what? Uh, I checked briefly on him before I finished my shift, as I would have done on all the other patients, and he was still asleep, breathing quietly when I left the ward. I handed over my report and mentioned that midnightly event to the day staff. They laughed. He would not have mentioned your name. You <laughs> must have misheard that. You make that up. And I said, no, I don't know. I got a weird feeling. Keep an eye on him because it was unusual and strange. And the next evening, the following evening, I came back for my shift and I heard that 15 minutes after I had finished my shift, he had passed away peacefully in his sleep. Huh. And I thought, wow, that was really special what I mentioned there. Because like, I know that he must have literally had that moment of clarity that yes. people can have before they pass away. But to, to be witness of, of such a magic thing here, yeah. It never freaked me out. It just always saw it as a very mystical and special experience. Yeah. That's yeah. the nice thing about some of these stories, Leo. They don't have to be terrifying. It can just feel like you're in the right place at the right moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's what nursing has been all my life, all about being in the right place at the right time. So, <laughs> but this one stays, stays really as, as a special 
treasured memory. Yeah. And I've shared that a lot with people who are scared. It's like uh, when, when you see, you, when you need to comfort people, when, when you yeah. know that. I can understand how that would be a source of yeah. comfort, Leo. We're out of time. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing your story with us today. Oh, two o'clock. Thank you. Bye.